Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is on Brookfield Asset Management from Canada which has made inroads in India especially in the last few years after having started off with a small team. On the line with me to talk about the company's rise and the challenges along the way is the cover story author Pooja Sarkar. Hi Pooja, thanks for joining in. Thank you so much, Abhishek. The, the acronym for uh, Brookfield Asset Management is is BAM. They didn't have that kind of a start when they entered India, did they? Back in 2009, was it? So I think Anuj came to India. Um, the first time when he actually came, it's a very interesting story because anybody who's been in Bombay or who's associated themselves with Bombay would remember the terrorist attacks, right? Mm. Uh, so when he came to India, he just came like three days before. And he was actually staying at Trident Operoi, which was also under attack. His office asked him if he wants to come back, everything, but he didn't go back. And he stayed along and it took a long time for them to do the deal. In terms of the, the first deal, uh, you mentioned that the first deal took place in 2014 after having started the office with barely three or four people in 2009. So how did they go about it very briefly and uh, why such a long time in the first place? So there's a very interesting story behind the first transaction also. Uh, there is this program that they have in Brookfield, which is called the Best Ideas Program. So anybody in the team, anywhere in the world, can pitch an idea. The idea will be debated by everybody across the world. And if your idea works, then you'll be given a little money to go about the idea and see if it can really deliver or not. So Anuj led this entire thing where he found this asset called Unitech Corporate Park. Uh, so if anybody who's seeped into the Indian real estate ecosystem would remember, you know, the, the good days of real estate, Indian real estate, when developers like DLF, Unitech, across India, people were becoming bigger. They were launching projects all over the country. But then there came a time when these developers had to fall back because after the financial crisis, it became difficult for developers uh, to get money. They were not able to deliver their projects. A lot of things happened. And they were just buying land with all the money that was coming in. And that caused a lot of developers to get into problems. And now they had to sell assets to you know clean up their books. In all of this, Anuj saw this opportunity in this one company which was listed in London, that is the alternative investment market aim. It is the middle board of London Stock Exchange. So basically, UCP was listed there. United Corporate Park, uh, Park is something which consists of six economic zones, six SEC Park projects, IT SEC projects across the country, which was part of Unitech. But it was very interesting in the sense that, you know, the main company, the parent company that was listed in AIM was something that was registered in Isle of Man. And then the, that company had 60-40 joint venture of which 40% was owned by Unitech, which was back in India, which was obviously the main company. And then there were these uh, building contracts, etc. It was one of the most complicated structures that one had to navigate. Brookfield and there were some, a few more funds which started buying the shares of UCP at AIM. And suddenly, you know, it was 2014 and they actually came in and acquired the entire asset. So this was their first transaction. And for a fund which was doing this first deal, they actually cut out a large check of, I think, some 2034 crore at that point in time. Uh, that does not include the debt component, if I'm not wrong. But for equity, that was what they had paid. And their big bet is on office space since then, right? Because that's where the real estate 
segment is what they are looking at and uh, do this find these times uh, of the pandemic a time for consolidation are they waiting and watching because very clearly with folks working from home there is that much less demand so basically last in 2020 profil actually went ahead and did one of the largest deal that has happened in the indian commercial office space they acquired nearly 12.8 million square feet of commercial portfolio for 2 billion dollars from rmc it's a developer based out of bangalore and not just the commercial space they also have something called coworks which is the co-working space so that means that they are bullish on the co-working space also and they have also bought assets assets in the commercial uh, portfolio you also talk about uh, their methodology being slightly different than other players in that they uh, don't just uh, invest they get their hands dirty they get involved in the process of construction or building assets uh, could you talk about that and how are they different from others anybody would like a ready asset but what rookie live in the first transaction with juntech itself that was the ucp park itself was the fact that the these projects were under development only a few were ready but there were there was massive portion which was under development if i'm not wrong only 3 to 4 million square feet was ready and right now today they have around 14 million square feet which is ready which basically meant that they went and they went ahead they not only redid the entire properties uh, in terms of management etc they started building assets they have hired hundreds of people to actually go ahead build these assets ground up they know what they are doing right now in india and in fact mr deepak parekh I mean, the chairman of HTFC, as he says, you know, these are the people who actually have their ears to the ground, and right now they are also looking at rental uh, assets in India, building rental assets in India. In that uh, vein, what are some of the big deals uh, that they have cracked over the years? How does the portfolio look for them, and what's the total size? Uh, so the thing is that you know, one would identify Brookfield as more like a fund which has been doing a lot of transactions in the real estate space because that is where they started. and the thing with brookfield is all the transactions are are majority transactions they go inside the transaction they buy the asset completely and then they take it they take over they hire somebody called arpit agrawal and since arpit has come into the team they have done some very large transactions and some of the market transactions in the indian infrastructure space which basically is that they went ahead and they acquired or uh, the gas pipeline project from reliance they also went ahead and acquired geo towers from reliance which is 7.6 billion dollar deal which is one of the largest deals in india in the infrastructure space so what has ideally happened over the last 2 3 uh, years is that they have done deals in each segment and these deals are the largest deals in their segment what they have recently done that is in 2020 they've uh, they've had this person come in from apex partners for some time now uh, aditya joshi he came in and he started doing these transactions in the private equity space and they bang on went ahead and acquired two assets last year for 1.2 billion dollars and both were from everstone private equity one is their transaction where they bought out indostar uh, finance it is an nbfc company the second company that they bought out is called as everrise it's an it solution services company brookfield is really into every space that one can think of and they're also launching their arc with hdfc limited uh, they are waiting for an approval because rbi has this rule that a bank cannot uh, a bank cannot invest more than 9% stake in a arc 
So they're waiting for some changes in regulations, but once that is in play, they will also have an ARC, which will only go ahead and do transactions in the real estate space. So real estate is a key, but there are other verticals which are becoming far bigger um, than one can imagine. What is their long-term play here? Uh, how do they see the next few years pan out? Uh, will they take it slow? Will they keep acquiring more projects given that the costs may not be as high as uh, during the boom time? How does it work for them? Yes, this is something that I was also intrigued about because the thing is that when we write about any private equity firm or any investment firm that is investing in India and which has been here for some time, the first question we always ask is, have you returned money to your investor? Have you returned capital? Have you exited anything? If you look at Brookfield's portfolio, they haven't really exited anything. The first dilution that has happened uh, is the REIT. But what they did was with the REIT capital that has come in, they actually paid back the bank loans. They did not take the money and go back to uh, Toronto and said, you know, here is the money. What they're doing is smartly is repay loans, keep the books cleaner. And also they believe that this is a very long-term play for them. As I said, they, they're not someone who are looking at like a three, a private equity firm needs to exit because the fund has a timeline of seven years. For somehow feel it is, they've been able to raise capital and they believe India is a long-term strategy story. And that's why they're building it solely. Of course, there will be platforms that will be created and there'll be larger transactions that will happen. And, you know, and one thing that Anish kept saying is that, you know, you really bolt these assets and they'll do something bigger from here. Right. On that note, thank you very much, uh, Pooja, for your time on this podcast. Thank you so much, Abhishek. Uh, all you listeners, you know where you find where to find this podcast on ForbesIndia.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite uh, uh, podcast applications where you consume your content. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. And also look for other podcasts from uh, Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs and We also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India, conversations about business, economics and books.